Our final scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of James, chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and do not have it, so you commit murder, and you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you suppose that it is for nothing that the scripture says, God yearns jealously for the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. But he gives all the more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Please pray with me. Author of life, we give thanks for your word. As we reflect upon it, let your spirit be upon us so that we might be purified in body, mind, and heart. Amen. Today is the last day that we'll be spending in the book of James. It seems fitting that after spending several weeks on questions of practice, we end with an invitation to consider the foundations of our practice. Draw near to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. All these statements call us to think about what it means to serve God. In other words, what does it mean to be faithful to God in a world filled with so many other forces seeking to be our master? In the book of Matthew, we hear our Lord declare that no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We hear that sentiment echoed today when the author of James says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And this is not a message that begins with the coming of Christ, but which has always been with the people of God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And if we think about it, the story of our relationship with God begins with a story of humans turning away. The story of the fall from grace in the Garden of Eden ultimately teaches us that as human beings, we are inherently vulnerable to being led astray by temptation. Which 
brings me to the point that is both easiest and most difficult about this sermon, picking a temptation to focus on. We heard Christ, as he often does, name money as a master that people serve instead of God. One could also mention power or fame or political affiliation or race or nationality. The thing that makes this such an easy topic to speak about is that the list never ends when we start thinking about the things that draw us away from God. But that's what makes it difficult too. Every single one of the topics that I have just named are equally worthy of being scrutinized. But I don't think you all want to be here until this evening. And so as I spent this week reflecting on this passage and meditating on what would be worthy of your time, none of those came out on top. Instead, what I would like to speak about is something that I think underlies all of those things that I just named. It is something that I think we often take for granted because it is such an inherent part of who we are. Indeed, it is who we are. What I'm talking about is the way that we idolize our own sense of self. After all, where do our conflicts start? They come from the cravings that are within us, according to James. It just so happens that at Bible study this past week, our reading from 1 Kings was also about idolatry. In the course of our discussion, we talked about the way that our need to feel in control often gets the better of us, or our need to demonstrate to people that we are always busy. In other ways, or in other words, we seek ways to inflate our own importance. We want to believe that if we were taken out of a situation, everything would fall apart without us. Or to put it more bluntly, we want to believe that it is our power that makes the world go round, rather than the power of God. And from this sin of pride flows forth a multitude of other sins. We start to accumulate wealth beyond our needs because we feel that we deserve it more than someone else. We start to feel like our voice is the only voice that matters. So we find ways to concentrate more power into our own hands because we feel other people can't be trusted to make the right decision. James reminds us, however, that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So when we fill our hearts with pride, we set ourselves in opposition to God. If we are the kind of person who talks about how much power we have, or if we think ourselves irreplaceable, then we are setting ourselves against God. And I do feel like I need to clarify that what I'm not saying is that none of us have worth, and I'm not trying to tap into those old images of humans being just worms before an angry God. But what I am trying to highlight is that the more emphasis that we place on our own instrumentality, the less emphasis that we place on God. 